Welcome back, everybody. You guys are listening to the Down to the Wire podcast. I'm your host, Brian Costa, and we have a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to break down all the things going on UFC-wise. You know, uh, it's actually been a while since we've done a show. Uh, You know, unfortunately, Friday kind of fell apart. Uh, But I really am glad to, you know, finally get back in. And, uh, you know, we have a special guest on the show tonight. He has some, you know, fighting experience of his own. He wrestled in high school. Uh, He's he's a really huge UFC fan. I'm really glad to have him on the show. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on to the show uh, my, my personal friend, Stephen Mushorn. Steve, welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Glad to be here. Uh, it's just going to be a great show. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, Steve, for kind of people who don't know who don't know you too well, kind of tell the audience a little bit, little bit about yourself. So, I'm from Long Island, New York. I'm from a small town called Oyster Bay. Okay. Um, if you listen to any Billy Joel, you <laughs> might be familiar. He's a... Uh, actually from there that's crazy you see him quite a bit but uh yeah like you were saying you know i wrestled in high school um growing up i did like uh taekwondo mm-hmm. i got to be a black belt in there wow and um i've been like teaching myself some you know uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu and some other fighting styles so damn I, man that's actually crazy i i only knew about the wrestling that's actually that's actually insane i I myself actually managed to become a secondary black belt in Kempo Karate during my, like, growing up. I ended up getting that, you know, when I was a senior in high school, and unfortunately I haven't done too much of that since. But that's actually really cool that you have multiple fighting styles, and that's kind of the reason I did want to get you on the show to, you know, discuss some stuff tonight. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, kind of going into wrestling, which is kind of what yeah. I was kind of known about, you know, you know, you talk about Taekwondo and, uh, Taekwondo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. In terms of wrestling, what kind of got you into that, uh, you know, starting off? So, um, I actually started my wrestling in middle school. Okay. Um, we started out with, like, morning intramurals. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, I couldn't wrestle on the team because I had uh, epilepsy at the time. Oh, wow. So, um, I started doing intramurals because they weren't doing um, anything too crazy. It's kind of just the basics. Mm-hmm. So, I started off that. Um, my dad was actually a – he wrestled in high school. He was the captain for his team wow. all of high school. So. He showed me the ropes a little bit, um, mm-hmm. so I do these intramurals. I'll go home, and he would help me practice. And then when I got to high school, about sophomore year, I decided, you know what, um, I don't have epilepsy anymore. And, uh, <laughs> you just decided that? Yeah, I was. Well, <laughs> I didn't have epilepsy anymore, so I decided, you know what, we've been wanting to do this for a while, so let's just try it out. And I really liked it, and I kind of just stuck with it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, would, so you'd probably say it was your dad that kind of got you into that kind of you know got got your foot in the door with wrestling and got you that and kind of had kind of let you get kind of gain that interest. Yeah, um, I, my dad's a big uh, role model for me. So, mm-hmm. um, growing up, I wanted to be just like him. So, <laughs> you know, he wrestled in high school. So I figured, hey, why don't I? You know, yeah, that, so. that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh, <laughs> That's actually that's actually a, that's actually really cool to kind of be able to take after that and, and do that. So, you know, in terms of looking back in high school and some mm-hmm. stuff like that, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Did you wrestle like all throughout? Did you like take a year off or anything like that? I don't know. Just kind of. So I actually started a uh, sophomore year of high school. Okay. Um, and you know it was interesting because the team was a fairly small team mm-hmm. that they've been wrestling since seventh eighth grade. Some even wow. younger. So being new to the team, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Um, I like I said before in middle school, I did those intramurals. So like I was somewhat comfortable with a couple of moves. Like I mean a handful yeah. of moves. So I, I had I was a little bit confident about that, but I wasn't. I didn't know like the dynamics of the team really too much. The dynamics of the sport. Um, 
so over time, you know, as I started getting to know the kids, the coaches, the way practice was run, and just the overall, just the sport, it just got easier and it got better. And um, I had great coaches in yeah. that high school, absolutely great coaches. One of them was an ex-Marine. Um, wow. Just, just <laughs> yeah, great, that guy's gonna great, teach us some. Yeah, that guy's gonna teach us some moves. Yeah, he. Uh, he wrestled for one of our colleges uh, that was right down the road from me. He wrestled for our LIU post. And okay. um, he actually joined, like, after he got out of the Marines. So he was, like, in his late 20s, early 30s That's actually wrestling like college kids. So wow. <laughs> Holy crap. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. So I had him. He was a great coach, great guy. He was always there for us. Um, and he made us believe in ourselves. And that's something I feel like is really important in wrestling. If you believe in yourself and you work hard enough, anybody can be a great wrestler. That, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know that, that's kind of, you know, kind of building on some lessons that maybe you kind of learned through it. You know, were there any kind of key lessons that, you know, wrestling, you know, kind of taught you that from your coaches and different things like that? You know, if there, were there kind of any things that, you know, you know, kind of maybe some humility, things like mm -hmm. that kind of you gained from, from that experience? So a big part about wrestling is discipline. Um, mm -hmm. There's been multiple studies and – a lot of the studies say that, you know, wrestlers tend to be some of the most disciplined athletes. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it be for, like, weight cuts or just the training alone, you have to be super disciplined. Like, um, if you have a match at the end of the week, you're starting to prepare for that match yeah. as early as even a week and a half before it. Wow. So you can, um, depending on what, you're, what weight you're wrestling, you can start your weight cut either that week before. I, I mean, I've known kids who've decided, you know, 12 hours before oh they wrestled that they were going to cut down oh my God. two weight classes. And, you know, that's crazy. So you just have to be super disciplined with your training um, and especially how you eat, too. That is absolutely so, wild. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like wrestling, you know, it also teaches you to be, uh, like, very mentally strong. You okay, know? yeah. So, I mean, wrestling is a very physical sport, but you yeah. just have to be smart, you know. You have to be able to gauge how your opponent is feeling, how they're doing. Um, you got to be smart by what you do. Absolutely. You can't uh, just do something crazy and expect it to always work, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a very calculated sport. And, you know, in life, you know, calculating, you know, what you're going to do next is important. Yeah. Um, I'm all about living life to the fullest, you know. But you also have to, you know, learn how to – plan out certain events and mm -hmm. then stick to that plan yeah. and you know when all else fails know what to do in that situation so wrestling uh, teaches you a lot about that absolutely man i mean i know from my like uh i know my, from my experience with karate and all that stuff that really taught me a lot i mean you know in terms of discipline like mm -hmm. like you learn a lot like real quick in terms of just like you know <laughs> i remember kind of having like coaches and stuff come up to me and and and, and they they would almost try to voice to me and, and just be like from other sports and they would try mm -hmm. to be like Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, like, sorry if I'm like we're hard on you. It's just because we're like we're. It's just because like we want you to do good. And I'm, and I'm just like I'm just like you're not being hard on me at all. I'm, right. I'm just like I'm like I'm used to like in karate and stuff like that. If you mess something up, you're doing push-ups. You're doing whatever. Like you're right. going to actually pay for it. And as opposed to like getting yelled at, like getting yelled at, like never was really like a huge thing with me. Like right. in, in martial arts, like like that's just something you're accustomed to. It was like the actual physical punishment was something that you know that was kind of where the discipline was built in and certain things like that. I can't agree with you more that, you know, martial arts, you know, definitely kind of, you know, build in that discipline. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, I didn't really have too many, you know, actual fighting experiences with wrestling, obviously, of the matches throughout high school. Right. Unfortunately, I, I, our high school team, I, our high school, I don't even think we had a wrestling team. 
Uh, but, you know, you know, uh, are there any kind of like maybe like you were kind of mentioning funny moments of people, you know, cutting weight like with 12 hours ago. Are there kind of like any, you know, like, you know, fun stories or like any kind of cool, like, you know, kind of cool match stories? Like, is there a favorite match that kind of stands out in your mind? Yeah. Um, so um, between middle school and high school, I actually moved. OK. So the coach that was teaching the intramurals in middle school, mm-hmm. I would see often at like these big wrestling matches for like our division in high school. Yeah. And he never really, like, he wasn't a good coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he didn't, uh, he believed in very few of his, uh, of his athletes. Okay. And, um, like, he, he was a nice guy. No, I, get me I, wrong. no I, I, I got what you're saying. I, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. And, but, but I do understand yeah. where, where sometimes you, you're, you're just, you're just like, listen, man, you're a nice guy, but if you're not, if you don't believe in me, come on. Like, yeah, I, I, exactly. I know where you're coming from. I've had, I've had that with with certain coaches in the past yeah. and it, it's 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 definitely a tough feeling especially when you know that maybe like at, at their core they're a good person yeah so like i said he was a good person but um he wasn't the best coach mm-hmm. um and there was actually a big uh, tournament coming up where he was there and i was um i was assigned to like wrestle one of his best wrestlers <laughs> so i was like you know what That's like, like some karate kids yeah some cobra yeah, kai type stuff exactly, going on <laughs> exactly it was it was crazy and it was it was quite funny to me so um <laughs> this guy left a chip on my shoulder and i wanted to show him that so oh, yeah. i i remember wrestling this kid and i don't want to sound like egotistical but i absolutely destroyed this kid <laughs> um this kid literally if i if i could pull up a video for you i would but this kid literally could not get off. The do you mat. have Do you have a video of it? I do have a video of it. If you ever If you ever have a video of it, like, well, if what you can do after afterwards is you can send me the video and I'll post that on the Instagram and like and like and like show you it. Yeah. So definitely. So yeah, uh, I'll post that on like the Instagram later for anyone who wants to see it. Uh, but yeah, so kind of like what describe like kind of what happens in the video before you know ever before anyone gets to see it. So the video is broken up into like three like thirty second videos. Okay. Um, some of it's just some highlights and stuff, but the coach I was destroying this kid so much this coach kept calling like fouls on things that wasn't a foul i remember oh, i used a um a very basic trip that you're definitely allowed to do yeah and he was like ref ref foul foul and i was like there was there was absolutely no no foul there yeah. and so that was like taking me off so i was like all right now i actually have to go like hardcore yeah and it got to a point where the kid was we were in north south position which is basically facing each other but he was on my back mm-hmm. so i kind of grabbed his legs and kept scooching forward <laughs> until he was up on my shoulders i brought him and i absolutely slammed him hard onto the mat oh my god and his coach <laughs> caught the foul which you know what um maybe the, fair <laughs> yeah the, maybe, maybe a little fair there, the, a little... The, depending on the ref you know that could have gone either way slamming through the mat that's kind of like the Maybe it's like it kind of reminded me of the Sean O'Malley uh, punch out, which we'll talk about later yeah. on the show. Uh, but yeah, so that happened, and he was just his. I knocked the win out of him. For yeah. Me. Oh, 100%. so he he was not the same. I mean, for being one of the best wrestlers on his team, to be quite honest, I had less experience um, than him. And going into the fight, you know, I was really hyped to win this match, but you know. He did have more experience than me, and his record was a whole lot better than mine. So yeah. there was some self-doubt there, mm-hmm. but I kind of used that as fuel. So yeah, I just kept reminding myself that throughout the match, and it ended up like it was maybe a couple of seconds before the match was about to end. Mm-hmm. And he had me in a position where he was up by a couple of points, mm-hmm. 
and I either needed to get a pin or get some points. So he had me in this really awkward position. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, I, I have a video of it, so okay, pull yeah. it up later. Sorry, I'll pull that up later. So I get him, and I get him to the point where I'm pinning him down, but mm -hmm. his back was on the mat, and at the same time, the front of his torso was on the mat. So he was completely twisted. Oh, he, so, man, you had him contorted. Yeah, that's, so, that's insane. Yeah, so they called it. I pinned him, and I won that match. And I get up because, you know, you shake your hands. Oh, you yeah. hand raised. And his coach had to come out to the mat and help him get up. Oh, my God. So looking at his coach, that, co well, that coach. You in, turn him into Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> yeah, looking at that coach in the face after the mat, you know, match beating one of his best wrestlers, which is a really funny and – but it was also a good feeling for me, you know. Oh, that's got to be that's got to be so elating just to be able to look look him in the face and, and just say and just say to him that I proved you wrong. Yeah, and it's funny because after that match, that kid actually quit. <laughs> <laughs> you made a kid quit. That's insane. I, I feel bad for it. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it just felt like wow, you know, I have yeah. this power, you know. Yeah, you dominated I, him so bad. Right. Don't get me wrong. I was not the best wrestler in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I got for our county tournament i was surprised when we saw the seedings for it i was seated for third to come in third place in a county wow. and keep in mind i had had probably one of the worst records on my team okay um i just happened to you know beat some kids that were pretty good yeah so i just got lucky and got seated there i ended up coming in fourth because okay you know i mean still that's still pretty solid. i mean yeah i mean for, and that's for what your county yeah I mean, I mean, how big is the county we're talking here? This was we were D two, so it was it was a good amount of schools. I mean, it's Long I mean, Island; it's not huge, but um. I mean, dude, I'll give yourself some credit. That's a, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good way to end up. I mean, you're in New York and you're doing that. Like, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, New York New York wrestling is hard. There's oh, yeah. a lot of diversity, and there's a lot of places where kids, you know, go outside of high school and go train. Um, there's Bogars, which is um, I don't know if you know Chris Weidman. I, I unfortunately I don't know. He's he's one of the UFC fighters. He's former champ. Okay. Um, he owns a wrestling and like mixed martial arts gym there, where okay. a lot of the kids from Long Island went to train outside of school. That's awesome. <laughs> so, it's it's a very competitive place, Long yeah. Island for wrestling. Uh, New York in general, really. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, so you know you kind of you that uh, you kind of bringing up that UFC uh, that, that UFC guys uh, gym that that it's kind of starting to get us into a good transition here. Right. Before we do kind of go full UFC, uh, you know uh, th there were a couple things that I did want to bring up. Uh, you know, kind of one you know watching a UFC fight, at least from my perspective, you know I think from a lot of fans' perspective, they're kind of always you know looking for the knockout, looking right. for any looking for everything like that. And you know wh when you kind of when it goes to a ground game, a lot of people kind of just tune out because they're not really able to understand kind of right. what's going on there. When you kind of see the ground game, you know, from your wrestling background, does that kind of give you? Are you able to kind of see it in a, in a way different from other people, and kind of and just be like, and just be like, oh well, I know what this guy's doing right here. Like obviously, you hear Joe Rogan and stuff in the right. background, just trying to narrating and narrating, it, and he'll he'll be like, well, he's going for the choke right here. He's trying mm -hmm. to do this. Are you kind of able to watch that and kind of in your mind, kind of like see what's kind of happening there? Yeah. So there'll be a lot of times where one guy will have like top mount or something. And yeah. Being on top, you know, it's good because now you have a dominant position. You can do a lot of moves from there. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be very mindful of your weight. The guy could move slightly, and now you're on bottom. Yeah. So a lot of the times people don't realize, oh, this guy, you know, he was on top, and then he easily got flipped. It's actually really hard to watch your weight. I mean, you can be 
one inch in one direction and it's over for you at that point. That's crazy. So seeing that, but um, there's a reason why a lot of the the current UFC champs are have a background in wrestling, a heavy background in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important for mixed martial arts. Being able to take control and be dominant on top is just it's very much needed. If you can bring someone down, keep them down, and get them in a position that you want, you can pretty much do anything. You can choke them out. You can, you know, put them in a triangle hold. You can do a lot of, there are many options, but your wrestling and your ground game needs to be on point, especially in the UFC where so many people have a wrestling background. Uh, wrestling background. I mean, yeah, you just look in terms of, like, wrestling and grappling. I mean, obviously, I think the first person in everyone's mind, you know, for at least, you know, the next couple of years will probably be Khabib. Just, yeah. seeing, just seeing what he was able to do on the ground. I mean, just the combined wrestling with the, you know, intense striking he was able to do, you know, while down there. I mean, I remember he would, like, he would kind of, like, trash talk, like, people mm-hmm. while they were on the ground, like, and he, he would just be hitting them repeatedly. And, and I was like, I was like, man, this guy is a, this guy's an, <laughs> this guy's a beast. Like, he's an animal out there uh, kind of doing his thing. Uh, when you kind of, so, like, yeah, so you're kind of able to, you know, gauge, gauge a certain thing. Is there kind of, like, you know, so, yeah, you, do you, like so you actually kind of do like enjoy the ground game a little more i do um you know for like you were touched upon before a lot of people you know it goes to the ground and a lot of times if it's someone who has a heavy wrestling background it might stay to the ground for a while and Mm -hmm. you know that might be a little bit boring for most people but like i said before the ground game is just super important the ground game can decide essentially who's winning that round you know if they're gonna if they keep them down on the ground for a while and they're being super dominant most likely they're winning that round yeah so the ground game is just super important especially if you're going up against someone who is heavy in a wrestling background and you're not i would definitely look into that for a training camp yeah um, i know a lot a lot a lot of the ufc fighters are all getting better and really working on their ground game because everyone's just starting to realize how important it is because all these people who are fighting for title fights the champ is usually a you know they at least have some skill in it yeah and and the only time you really don't see don't see them have skill in it is if is if the striker just immediately goes to the throat because if he starts to get worn out then usually that starts to last uh but yeah no i i agree with you there you know another thing that i that i kind of that you were telling me about earlier is that uh you also kind of you also kind of have uh you've met this guy before he's a he's in the ufc right now is that Mm -hmm. correct jared gordon yeah so i actually worked for um one of the islanders players of the hockey team the the islanders um matt martin um, I got the job through uh, a current girl, uh, girlfriend at the time whose dad was an equipment manager of the Islanders. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, we met him, and she was working for his charity foundation for a while. And, you know, he, after meeting him a couple of times, talked with him, he invited me in to work for him. Mm-hmm. And he would always host this annual um, poker game, and all the proceeds went towards the charity, his charity, which was um, working with to get people service dogs. Okay. So, um, you know, when he does that poker game to get people there, he tends to invite, like, um, a ton of athletes from all different sports. There were Paralympic um, basketball players there. There were UFC fighters, obviously hockey players. um, Just a whole bunch of different athletes. Yeah. So, um, I was assigned to work in 
the signing booth mm-hmm. for a portion of the night. And we were supposed to tell, you know, the athletes to go a certain way yeah. up. And, you know, just the regular people coming in to go to a certain way. So my girlfriend at the time did uh, – she was signing him – we were signing in Jared Gordon, and she didn't realize she was a UFC fighter. Now, yeah. I've heard about him, didn't know too much about him at the time, mm-hmm. but I recognized his face, and it also helped that his brother's wearing, you know, a UFC hat. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, you're a UFC fighter, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, go that way. So <laughs> he uh, he was distanced from most people that night. Um, yeah. Great guy. Like, I started talking to him. I, you know, I saw he was distant from people. So I was, going, I was allowed to walk around the room, so I would go around talking to the different athletes and – I was talking to him, and, you know, he was just a super polite, super nice guy. Yeah. Um, so we started talking about UFC and wrestling, and um, his brother at the time wanted an autographed pair of hockey gloves from one <laughs> of the, from the Islanders. So he gave me his number, and he was like, hey, if you can find out about it, just text me about it. <laughs> so I was, you know, doing that for him for a while. And then, you know, we just kept talking. Um he offered to come to my wrestling uh, team to, and come to our practices. That is awesome. Um, he was never able to come, unfortunately. Mm. But, you know, he offered. He was a super na- great guy. He offered me some advice on my wrestling. He – every time he's in New York. How's uh, he, how is he as a wrestler? He's pretty good as a wrestler. He's a very good top uh, game and a ground game. Yeah. Because um, I saw you uh, – because I did see that you, you know, you did send me some stats on him, and right. I kind of – I did want to read them out. Yeah. So, you know, Jared uh, – his, his name is Flash. So it's Jared Flash Gordon. Uh, you can find that on Instagram. Uh, his – so apparently uh, his his uh, ranks since his UFC de- – since his UFC debut uh, in 2017, he ranks 10th uh, in control time. He ranks third in significant ground strikes and fifth in total strikes. So, I mean, yeah, you so know – He's up there with Khabib if you – uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, actually, I kind of do see this in terms of most significant ground strikes. It goes uh, goes Suarez, Khabib, uh, Usman, St. Pierre, and then him. So yeah, that's actually so, crazy. Yeah, he's – for someone who's currently not ranked, yeah. mostly fighting in the prelims, I would say he's pretty impressive. He has a great um, top uh, – sorry, great wrestling game. Um, and he's great at striking too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. he fights as a – his t- official title, like his style, is a freestyle fighter. Okay, yeah. Uh, mostly because he just, you know, he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing, you know. He does a little bit of it all, but he started out, you know, wrestling in high school okay. in a town not far from mine. So. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome, dude. He, um, he also grew up in um, Queens, where my parents were from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking with him and stuff, there's this connection. And, you know, every time he's in New York, He'll hit me up, and That's if awesome, we have man. time, like, we haven't been able to yet, but uh, we plan out, you know, just, you know, working out and stuff and just doing a little bit of training, so. Yeah, dude, and hopefully, you know, once COVID and all that stuff starts to get better, you'll be able to, yeah. like, 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 obviously, you know, everything has just kind of gotten messed up due to COVID, so, like, w- maybe once everything's all good with that, you'll be able to, you know, finally go in and, like, do, maybe have, like, a workout session with them. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, it would be awesome. So, yeah, you just have, like, an open line of communication with the UFC fighter. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but... You know, that, that kind of, you know, kind of completes some of the things that I wanted to talk about with you. Uh, but, you know, we but we did want to get you on uh, mainly tonight so that we could talk to you about, you know, some some stuff going on in the UFC. Right. Uh, for anyone who didn't uh, for anyone who didn't see it, uh, UFC 260 was this weekend. You know, big, big fight, uh, uh, some really solid matchups. Uh, you know, obviously the obviously the main event was uh, was uh, Cameroon's Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. Uh, Ngannou ended up taking the title. You know, uh, you know, there was some. 
you know, Stipe was was able to hold him off, I think, through five rounds previously. You know, he and right. the decision did go to him. Uh, but man, it, unfortunately, you know, it it just looks like it like it's Stipe's time. It just looks like it looked like uh it looked like it just like wasn't it? He I I don't know. I watched him come into that fight. And he just did not look this, like the same guy. He looked like he looked skinnier. He didn't look like as menacing. And Francis Ngannou just looks like the just looks like the beast that he is. And he absolutely rocked Stipe with that with that killer knockout. Yeah, very much agreed. I mean, Stipe, he's thirty eight years old, man. Yeah, he's getting old. You know, at, professional athletes tend to burn out around this time. Yeah, the fact that he's almost forty. I mean, I mean fighting. other than I mean other than Tom Brady, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but you know, Stipe, he's he's interesting because he's not just a UFC fighter. He's also a a, a fireman and a um wow. a paramedic. <laughs> so he he's got a life outside of UFC. Yeah, that and that's awesome. Yeah, so you know, you know, doing weight cuts and fighting professionally along with being a firefighter and a paramedic, <laughs> you know, that that brings a toll on someone. Yeah. So, and, you know, and I think and 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 again, as I was saying, it really looked like this weight cut hit hit Stipe differently. Like, yeah. like I mean, I'm I'm typically used to seeing him come in there, and he just he's just this really like kind of filled out guy, and like he's really muscular. He looked a little leaner in this fight, and I know he was saying that he was trying to do things a little differently in this fight mm -hmm. versus Ngannou. I think maybe maybe his idea was to you know have some more quickness with him, so that way he he can maybe you know get it get you know get a punch in quicker or something right. like that, but. Frankly, if I was him, I would have tried to keep the muscle on because he just did not look like the same guy, unfortunately. Yeah, he weighed in. I'm pretty sure he weighed in less than Nanganu. Um, yeah. And, you know, Stipe, amazing fighter. You know, oh, he was the ex-champ. Ex great wrestling, great striking. I mean, I think he's held the title. He to, to this point, he had held the title, I think, since 20... I, I might have been 16. I think he actually... He might have held, he might have been able to hold the title for like five years. Yeah, which is insane i mean yeah to, for for to hold any title for that long is is incredible yeah he he's a beast um, oh yeah but, but you know he is he is getting old and um and nganu is just another is just another being yeah, at this and point Ngannou's just a, he's a beast yeah no he's you, a beast i mean he's only four years younger he's 34 um so his time might be coming soon too um but it doesn't look like it I mean, he's won his last couple of fights by knockout, yeah. including this one. I mean, so. yeah, I I ended up, you know, uh, the way for a long time, you know, the the big thing with me was always trying to, you know, watch the fights for the pay per view, right. and the way I kind of got into UFC, you know, I got into it, you know, obviously I knew that I knew Conor McGregor, I knew right. who Khabib, I knew who Khabib was, I knew all like the big kind of fighters, but in terms of watching it and watching it live on the pay per view was something I really hadn't done, and what really kind of got me engaged with it was um uh, was playing the UFC 3 video game. Like that right. actually kind of really got me into it. That's who I learned that's how I learned who Stipe Miocic was. That's how I learned who Francis Ngannou was and I remember, you know, fighting against Francis Ngannou and I mean I was on easy mode so I was able to like right. knock everybody out but I but I but I remember in my mind like like fighting him and I was just like it's like man, this dude is nasty. Yeah, he, like if he gets a if he gets a good punch in like he can just out cold knock a guy he, out. He's a freaking nature. He's a beast. Yeah. He is he, you know, he's huge. Mm -hmm. He's got significant striking power yeah and he was actually working on his wrestling a lot uh preparing for stipe knowing that stipe had a strong wrestling game mm -hmm. and um about the fight i mean um stipe couldn't take him down yeah an experienced wrestler couldn't take him down yeah which is just absolutely insane honestly mm -hmm. when i saw that i knew the fight was going in nanganyu's uh direction you know yeah so it's just it's insane because you know, looking at Stipe's record, 
previously to this fight, he was 24 and 0. Wow. While mm-hmm. Nanganu was 15 and 3. You mm-hmm. know, um, fairly close record. You know, he was under Stipe. You know, he was undefeated. So it would have been nice to see him win and, and um, go out. Yeah. Right. I mean. You know, I mean, Khabib got that luxury. Not a ton of guys do. So it, I exactly. mean, I mean, Adesanya just took his first loss against uh, against Jan Blachowicz. So exactly, it you know it happens. It happens. You know, if if you if you stay in too long, it's gonna happen to you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I uh, I believe he's uh, I believe uh, Francis Ngannou is Africa's first heavyweight uh, his first heavyweight belt at, at least in the UFC. I guess no continent holds more belts at this point than than Africa. So it's yeah. uh, so it goes him from uh, him from Cameroon. And then Adesanya and Usman both from Nigeria. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, Africa is, you know, they're doing really they're well. They're killing right it right now they, with really, these fighters. They're really, really killing it. Yeah, I mean, did you actually see the uh, the Twitter clip of uh, of of, uh, of Ngannou's hometown, like, watching the fight? I did not. Yeah, so it, like, I guess in there, I guess in, uh, I guess in uh, whatever, whatever time, whatever time zone they're in, the fight was going on at, like, I think, 3.30 in the morning. Wow. And they were up, like, in the streets. Like, I guess probably, if I have to assume, like, from the way they were doing it, it looked like they were all kind of, like, spread out. And I think they were probably watching it on, like, a, like a TV monitor or something mm-hmm. like that. And, like, and like they're all watching it. They're cheering on. They And, they and like, you don't see, like, the knockout. But you but as soon as, like, it goes down, they all go berserk. It's It was incredible. I mean, I forget what the name of his town was, but... They absolutely were electric. It was it was awesome to see. I mean, I'm I'm glad for Francis Ngannou. He seems like a great guy. Uh, this uh, I was seeing that this is this has been like a decade journey that he's been yeah. on at this point, uh, and he seems he seems like a great guy. And I'm I'm I mean, while well, I am well, I wish that Stipe could have uh, could have defended the title. Ngannou's a beast, and you know it, you do have to put some respect on his name. And I think exactly. that and he definitely did that. He definitely did that. Definitely agree with you in every point you just made. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's he's a beast, and anyone who's looking to call him out is definitely has you know a battle coming their way. Absolutely. So that kind of gets into where into kind of our next segment. Mm-hmm. Who like you know everyone at this point is trying to figure out who the heck is going to face Francis and Ganu. You know there have been right. a couple there have been a couple you know uh, like speculations as to what it could be. Some people immediately want the Stipe meet, rematch. I don't think that that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but then the other two names that we're hearing right now are John Jones and uh, Derek Lewis. Who I don't know if you saw the I don't know if you saw the UFC Vegas, but Derek Lewis put a yeah. monster uppercut on Curtis Blades. He took him. I mean, he Curtis Blades completely just collapsed. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Derek Lewis, you know, great fighter, great guy. He's also you know getting up there in age though, so this could be his last. This could be his like last shot at the title. Yeah. Um. As far as I know, I thought he was, you know, pretty much set on being done. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, I know when he fought Usman, uh, not not Usman, when he fought Blades, mm-hmm. uh, he was the number four ranked guy, and then right. Blades was the Bla- Blades was ranked two. Right. So I feel like you know, I mean, to knock out the number two, you know, to knock out the number two contender, I don't know what I don't know if that makes you guys switch places or where that probably moves him up to. I mean, right. he's got to at least move up a spot after that. Right. Uh, but you know, I th- I think he could de- I think he definitely deserves a shot at that. You know, I think that I think Ngannou would still probably have the advantage mm-hmm. over him just because. You know, Derek Lewis is, is a bit of a bigger guy. I think Ngannou right. could, you know, you know, even though Ngannou is like bigger, he is more muscular right. than him, and I feel like he would be able to get the advantage on him. John Jones is a little interesting though, because yeah. he actually <laughs> he he took to Twitter and he actually, and apparently he's saying that a ten a ten million dollar fight is not enough for him to face this guy. Listen, and <laughs> he he is a superhuman. Yeah. So if he wants more than ten million, you know what? If the UFC is willing to give it to him. I think he deserves it, you know. Yeah. He brings in money for him. 
He always gives everyone a good fight. So, honestly, I think that's more realistic than the uh, the, re- um, the fight with DC. Right yeah. I think DC's time is up. Oh, DC, I think is... Yeah. No, actually, did you see uh, DC after the fight? No, I did not. Oh, Dan, uh, Dan, so Daniel Cormier, after the uh, after the fight, he uh, he ends up. Uh, I think they going. I think they go up to Daniel Cormier and they end up saying to him. They end up saying to him. You know, a lot of people were speculating that uh, that if this that if this one Francis's favor, he uh, you would be poised to you'd be fo- poised to fight Ngannou. And he just starts shaking his head and he's and he's just like, no, I'm not facing this guy. Yeah. Not no way in hell he's facing him. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I'm pretty sure Cormier is out at this point, so yeah. he's out of the equation. It's not even a thing at this point for him. Uh, you know, it would it would take him a lot to have to get back in the octagon. Yeah, I mean. Looking at him, he's uh he's not in the best shape right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, each weight cut you do takes a little bit out of you. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it gets harder every time. I don't know oh, if anyone yeah. knows that, but um, every time you do a weight cut, the next weight cut you do becomes ten times harder. Mm-hmm. So you know the fact that these guys, you know, once they get to you know their mid to late thirties, you know, they've gone through countless weight cuts, and you know. And it takes so much out of you too. I mean, it I've really seen does. like you know, like like uh, well, some another fighter we'll talk about later on in the show, Sean O'Malley. He was talking about like when he has to do a weight cut and he has to drop like ten pounds, like like it's nothing. And and he he'll, he'll be like he'll be like yeah, I'll get up on the scale and I'll look at myself and, and and he's just like I do not look well. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of fighters. There was a, a few fights where Conor McGregor, you know, if you look at him when he was fighting and you know the later. Uh, the lighter weights versus what he's fighting in more frequently. Yeah, so he's a lightweight he, now. He used to fight as a feather. Yeah, he he looked sick. Yeah, he looked very sick. And but he, he was able to dominate like that. The fact, yeah, the fact that you know you can cut that much weight and still maintain that much power is just absolutely insane. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're gonna see Connor ever cut like that again. Probably not. I would I would I would highly doubt it. It'd be interesting to see him get back in it, but I mean. I think he's 32 now, and I mean, you know, 32 is not not like anything like you know in terms of old but age. But mm-hmm. you know, being a fighter at that age, right. it takes a toll on you. And being any athlete at that age is just absolutely insane. But especially know? one where you get in the ring and you have to get like exactly. punched out like that. Exactly. Like that's gonna take a toll on you. I Literally mean, taking beatings. And that's and long. that's what makes uh and that's what makes the run that Stipe had so impressive. Yeah, I mean, 24 and 0, and and you know, you know, even be able to do what you're doing at 38 years old. Exactly. Like it's incredible. Exactly. I mean, it's just the fighting lifestyle is a very interesting fight, uh, interesting lifestyle, and it's just absolutely crazy what some of these guys go through just to make weight for these fights. Because they don't make weight; they're getting docked paid. Oh yeah. And they're getting docked respect because, you know, if let's say me and you are going up against a fight, <laughs> and you know, I spent all this time doing training camps, watching what I'm eating, all this stuff to make weight and then you just show up, you know, five, ten pounds <laughs> over, you know, you're kind of disrespecting me. Come because... on, man. Why you got to throw me out of the bus like that? <laughs> Come on. No, you're fine. No, you're but, fine. Yeah. But, uh, uh, no, I, 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 I 100% get that. It's uh, it's definitely a grind to do that. I mean, you know, it'd be, again, just like to see the, you know, to see how Francis would have to, you know, cut cut that weight again to go, to go up against John Jones. I mean, John Jones obviously has had his uh, controversies in the UFC. He's obviously had the drug, like the PED yeah. scandals, all that stuff. So, you know, some people may not want to see him as the champ. I think that, but I think, you know, as long as he's clean and all that stuff is like that, you know, get him in there. It's going to be, it. you know, he, he kind of, I guess from what he said, from what he was saying, he sees this fight 
in, like in boxing terms, he sees that this as like another Wilder Fury kind of right, like level right. fight where he should be getting like top dollar for it. Right. I mean, he's he's a great fighter. So yeah. if he if he wants more than ten mil, I mean, if the UFC is willing to give it to him, I say just give it to him. I mean, yeah. There's many, many, many people who want to see him fight. So, I mean, at this point. Ten mil seems to be a little bit lowballing it, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, that kind of covers what we had uh, with the main title, with the main fight. I was going to cover the Tyron Woodley, and I mean, you know, while 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 he actually did go down via submission, I, I, I was going to cover that, but uh, I, but what I really wanted to get into was the other was the other uh, fight on the main card, which was Sean Ava- which which was Sean O'Malley mm-hmm. versus uh, Thomas. I, 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 excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Al- Almeida, I believe it is. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah. And Sean O'Malley, you know, I was like, I was watching, like, I was kind of just like looking up the fighters before the fight because I knew obviously this was going to be the fight on the card. And then I ended up looking up, you know, just to be like, oh, what other fighters are fighting? Right. And I see this dude with rainbow clown hair, and I yeah. and immediately in my <laughs> immediately in my mind, I'm looking at this dude and and I just go, well, I don't know this dude, but I hope Thomas wins. <laughs> and, but then, yeah. but then just to see him go out and actually dominate the way he was. And actually, kind of be like somewhat of a humble personality. Like I was not expecting it. I thought he was going to go out there and just kind of be like, and just kind of be like, frankly, like a six nine kind of guy, and just like, yeah, and just right. kind of be like one of those guys where, where, where it's just like, man, I do not like you just as a person. But he kind of went out there, and you know, he changed my mind. Obviously, like, and you know, he went out there, and you know, I don't know, like you saw that final punch out from him, right? I did. He drilled that guy into the canvas. That was brutal. I mean, I don't know if you saw. The uh, two body kicks um, before that, but those those body kicks really. Um, oh yeah, those that, th- that, those make that an was the, that was the fight from there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the second one that was the one who, that knocked um, Amita off of balance, man. Um, you know he hit him with that, got knocked off of balance, followed with the right hook, and then just followed through. Yeah, it was over from that body kick. The guy had everything he had left in him kicked out of him at that point. Mm-hmm. So. It was it was I was impressed with that. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Sean O'Malley. I actually <laughs> really don't like the guy. Yeah. Um, maybe it's what you said. You know, like the six nine personality <laughs> type wise. Six um, nine type type beat. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I hate his fighting style. If I'm really? completely honest, it's yeah. super loosey goosey. Yeah. He, you know, I think his stance is terrible. To yeah. be Completely honest, hands down, all. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, in terms of style, like, I'm not gonna, like, obviously I'm not, like, talking about that. So, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I don't know if you know, like, the Pat McAfee show or any of that kind of stuff. I don't know if you know who that is. No, I don't oh, know. So, so, yeah, Pat McAfee uh, is a punter in the NFL, or he used to be a, a professional mm-hmm. punter in the NFL. Uh, but he was also kind of, like, a big, like, Twitter personality and stuff like that, too. And since his retirement, he started a podcast, and he had Sean O'Malley on, and you know, he just kind of was he he just was you know being absolutely hilarious on there, and I think that's where a lot of people are now starting to like the guy. And <laughs> I think this is you know when you're talking about maybe hating his fighting style and being all loosey goosey. I kind of want to get your opinion on this. So he goes on and he says and he says to him in the first round, I knocked this guy down with my left hand, but on my merch shop I'm I'm selling shirts that that, that say another right hand from Sugarland, and so. And so a lot of people thought he was walking off after the left hand, so that way, you know, because he thought he had the knockout. But then he says on the show, he, and he, he basically says, no, 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 I let him I, – I walked away so that way he could get back up so I could knock him out with the right hand. Yeah, and I'm just like – and I'm just like, well, that's absolutely hilarious. That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, 
it's pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, let's be frank. Like, I'll be frank with him with you here. It worked. Like, it, it, like, it, it, it definitely is, worked. Like, he was a, like, I guess he was probably just able to smell blood in the water. But right. like, it's not like he knocked him out like the very next punch. It, it actually the so that so that punch happened in the first round, mm-hmm. and then and then he finally was able to get that knockout in round three, which you know, and the non in the non like main fight is the last round. Exactly. So you know, this guy was able to hang around for a little bit longer, and I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, maybe you did smell blood in the water, but you know. Like just to kind of like to kind of take your foot off the gas like that, you like I don't know. And he was also trying to basically say say that like as a fighter, like he ha- it takes so much time to like cut weight, get in shape like that. Right. And, he, and he and he just goes, man, I want to enjoy myself out there. And I'm just like, yeah, well, you might want to enjoy yourself out there. If I feel like you might want to like enjoy more fights going on. So you know, you, you know, maybe just get the knockout, just prove who you are and as as a beast, and then. And I don't know, like just you know, then you'll have some extra rounds left, and you kind of like you know down down the line in your career. Right, right. I don't know. It was a very weird situation. I think the guy, as a personality, is pretty hilarious. I think that he's definitely got a personality. Oh yeah, um, very likable personality. You know, he's funny. He's but in as, some but, ways but as similar a f- to y- Conor McGregor to me. Okay, in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. But as a fighter, as a fighter, I don't like him. Yeah, I don't so, like him. I don't like his style. To me, um, I don't know much about his background. I know he is. I think he's a freestyle fighter. I'd have to. I think I agree with you. I think I'm not a hundred percent positive on that. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think he's a freestyle fighter. Uh, I don't. I tried looking up. I couldn't find much on his background. To be completely honest. Yeah. I don't know where he came from. To be completely honest, but I wouldn't be surprised if this guy started out, you know, doing um, fights in backyards bare knuckle. You know. <laughs> um. He you know he has that style in my personality. Where uh, am I? Uh, so it says he's 26 years old and he fights at a at a Helena, Montana is where he right. is where he's from. He first appeared on Dana White's uh, Contender series right. in like 2013. That's how he kind of built himself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of fighters came from that uh, uh, Dana White Contender series. I mean, Jared, that's where Jared Flash Gordon was found. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, they're doing that. But I don't know much about like his experience before that. I don't know, like he had no, you know. As far as I know, no wrestling background. Um, I don't know if he's self-taught or what. Yeah, he's. I think he did say. I think he actually. Uh, so I actually, what the way he actually, the way he actually kind of phrased some stuff on that on that show was, he actually used to like do football, basketball, mm-hmm. and like a bunch of sports like that in high school. And but then, well, at least going into high school, and then and then he and then he goes. Yeah, but then when you get to high school, you have to have good grades to do sports, and then and, I, and then he goes, yeah. So that was a problem for me. So <laughs> so what ended up happening is he you know got he got into kickboxing, and he did matches like that, and I guess he you know had a couple of matches like that, and he fell in love with it. And originally he said he wasn't really too much, he wasn't really too into the wrestling, mm-hmm. but then from there he kind of slowly. But then you know when he had his first MMA match, he slowly started to fall in love with the sport in general. Yeah, and that's how he that's how he kind of said it. But yeah, no, it he definitely does have more of a loosey goosey type style. Some people might see that as like, as like him kind of just being like, it's not really kind of swag in your in your opinion, right? It's kind of just like him not really having the technical kind of aspect. Yeah, I mean, I respect a lot of the technique that goes into the sport. Yeah. Um. Um. I hold guys who have you know the traditional stance with their hands up and um that style the most, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean. The guys who can fight like that, you know, with and have the power, have the ground game, and all that stuff, have my 
utmost respect. Yeah. Um, and just seeing a guy who really looks like, you know, the guy <laughs> got him off the streets and had him <laughs> fight, um, you know, his appearance with the rainbow hair and <laughs> really crappy tats, and, <laughs> you know, um, and his stance is just like, He's a professional athlete, you know. He's making millions off of these yeah. fights. You you kind of just expect more out of him. Yeah, I mean, at least work on your stance. I okay. mean, I get that it works for him, and that's awesome. I mean, if you have something that works for you, I mean, keep going with it. But yeah, there's just so many points in that stance where you're so vulnerable mm -hmm. that it's just it's kind of hard for me to respect that, you know. Yeah, you're a professional athlete. Work on your stance. No, opinion, I I, you know? I do feel you. I feel you with that. Uh, so, but you know, after having that brutal knockout where he put that guy through the canvas, I mean, it was impressive. I mean, that that was that was brutal. Like we can't, you, you can't lie about that. That was you I can't you can't say anything about that punch. That was it, it was very <laughs> impressive. It was actually, you know I didn't see him winning this fight. He actually said he probably he he, he kind of joked and 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 said you know in all seriousness I might have taken a couple of years off that guy's life. <laughs> I'm like I'm like yeah you you honestly might have when you drill a guy's head like yeah. that. Like I that. mean, his records only. 12 and 1 yeah. previously to this fight. Mm -hmm. So, opposed to Amelia, uh, or however you pronounce his yeah. name. Yeah, Almeida, I think is how I'm yeah, going with it. Something yeah. like that. He was, uh, he was 25 and, uh, he was 22 and 5. So, he had a little bit more experience than O'Malley. And, in my opinion, I thought he was going to win, you know? Yeah. That guy was, he was a former champ at one point. Yeah. He, well, he, he did lose his last three fights, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know if he's on his way down. Or if he's just you know on a losing streak or what? Yeah, but, might have uh, might have a sense that the yips can't really kind of figure something yeah, out right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that is weird. But um, uh, you know, you know, kind of seeing the success that O'Malley had, he's now kind of calling his shot a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of wants to be a co-main. He kind of wants to be part of a co-main event fight. Uh, he wants and he wants to be, I guess, on like on the card of which of a fight that actually just got announced i think like yesterday mm -hmm. it's actually this is actually kind of this is actually pretty crazy news uh but we're gonna see the we're gonna see the the trilogy to uh dustin poirier conor mcgregor we're gonna right. finally get the answer of who is superior you know while i, I am a huge conor mcgregor fan you know it looks That's like nice. he looks like he's spent at this point unfortunately it's just i i don't know if i have the confidence that he can you know deal with poirier at this point i think that poirier definitely yeah. has a huge advantage going in unless connor just completely you know goes goes uh you know rogue here just completely you know just becomes like the connor of old right. which you know i would love to see connor mcgregor you know return to form like that but if i have to be honest with you i don't know if i, I don't know if the, i don't know if we're gonna see that that's gonna be really tough but uh but yeah so before we get into before we get into that fight so uh, uh o'malley does want to i guess like be on that mm -hmm. card do you think that like that what are your thoughts on like him possibly like, being that card i mean after the performance he gave at ufc 260 I wouldn't doubt if Dana White were to put him on it. Um, yeah. In I mean, some ways, I feel like, you know, he does need to grow his name just a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah. But um, that fight, you know, his performance was definitely something to consider for it. Um, definitely to consider. Absolutely. I, mean, I don't think he shouldn't have a right not to be on there. I mean... That insane that knockout was absolutely insane i mean and and well and we can just officially say like the guy like when he when he gets going he puts on a show he does he does i mean he he explodes with every punch you know absolutely so yeah so he, he deserves it yeah so 
as yeah. much as I don't like the guy, he <laughs> deserves it. Yeah. So kind of so now you know he wants to be a part of Poirier McGregor three. Mm-hmm. You know we were kind of discussing it earlier, like just a couple of minutes ago. So yeah, do you, how do you feel about McGregor going into this? I mean, like you, I'm a big fan of McGregor. I mean, I, I know very few people who aren't fans of McGregor. You know? Yeah. Um, he's an insane fighter as well. Oh, I respect I respect him so much. After his performance with um, Poirier McGregor too. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, if he can somehow find um, himself and, you know, fight the way that he fought against Cowboy, <laughs> I think he can pull it out. I mean, he's fought, yeah, he's beaten Poirier once before, but I don't know. I mean, his worth ethic is insane. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I'm not, I'm never going to doubt that Conor McGregor's not going to put the work in. I know some right. people were saying, some people like Khabib had called him out and, and it said like, and it said like, Oh, you like fired like all you fired like all the people you trained with, and like you took time off. I don't think that's the case with Conor McGregor. Unfortunately, I don't know what it's been for me. I I don't. He hasn't really looked the same, you know, un, <laughs> kind of ironically since the Floyd Mayweather boxing match, which he actually did yeah. pretty solid in. He actually went ten rounds in a boxing right. ring with, you know, arguably the best defensive fighter of all time. So, you know, to be able to do that is is no uh, is no fluke. But you know, ever since that match, where ever since that match, it really looks like Conor McGregor just has not been the same guy. It, I mean, and it's unfortunate because you know he was probably my favorite UFC fighter growing up. Yeah, same. I mean, there's so many things that he's doing differently now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're talking about how could be caught him out about fighting, um, yeah. firing all his personal trainers and chefs and everything. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, you know. So if something doesn't work out for you, you got to try something different. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's also opening up uh, a ton of branches of businesses regarding, you know, fitness and eating and training and all that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if he's just trying to look to market those businesses, and that's why he fired, um, fired these people. But I don't know. I mean, I would love to see him pull it out of himself and 100%. get this way, and I think – me, you, and many <laughs> other people would very much enjoy to see it. Yeah, I mean, all respect to Dustin Poirier. Like the guy, I, I, I think he's a great fighter too, a very likable guy. I mean, but I just want to see, I just want to see Notorious Duel one more time. Right. I just want, I, that's what I'm hoping to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't think this fight was going to happen. To be completely honest, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I thought there's two fights; they both won. I mean, and at I think, one point, and yeah. this, this is probably like the first fight, like, like. Like literally, like you know, their last fight was 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 like their second matchup, right. and now their next fight is this matchup. Usually, you have a couple of fights in between, so that is kind of the thing that kind yeah. of is that is kind of weird to me. The fact that you know they that each of them don't have a fight in between this that was kind of the yeah. odd thing in my mind. That is very odd. I mean, usually it's at least one, maybe two fights yeah. in between. Um, usually, the timing. I mean, two. It, Last the, their last fight wasn't that long ago. It was in January. January. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was in January, and I mean, you know, they're fighting now in July, which I mean is frankly, it is like six months, so it is like half a year later. So right. you know, they obviously will be able to go through their fight camps, do all that stuff, and they'll be exactly. all and they'll be all good. But it definitely is like it definitely does seem super sudden. Uh, you know, another fight that seems you know like it's gonna be pretty sudden too is you know seeing Kamaru Usman get back in the ring. Uh, yeah, no, I am. Another, I'm very excited for that. Right there. Yeah, I'm very excited for that too. I'm very excited that he's gonna be facing up against Jorge Masvidal too. Love that guy. I think that guy's insane. Uh, I just always think about the flying knee he landed same, on Ben Askren. Same. That's all I think about, and we'll actually be talking about Ben Askren towards the end yeah, of the show. Right. Uh, but you know, uh, but I mean, you know, 
Usman just fought in like February, and now he's fighting like it's, I was saying it. I was kind of saying uh, joking about it earlier with my with my roommates. Like I was happy enough just to get into March, and like dude, tomorrow's literally April. Yeah, <laughs> like that's like like. Like March flew by, which is exactly. I'm, I mean I'm glad I'm glad because it's going to be getting warmer in you know right. for and for me I'm glad because uh, MLB opening day is tomorrow I'm a right, huge baseball right. fan so I'm I'm super psyched to see the Red Sox take the field even though they had a bad even though they had a bad year last year whenever it's baseball season I'm a much happier person <laughs> so I'm definitely happy that it's baseball season again uh, but but I mean you know this dude literally fought like two months ago and he's already going to be back in he's already going to be back in that's literally like barely any time for like another fight camp in between like i mean you know i think they i think most people said that you know most fight camps around like eight weeks or something like that yeah so like this guy's basically just been like in the like basically just been in the gym since his last fight yeah i mean it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and i hope you know it doesn't hinder his performance you know Mm -hmm. um i mean he i mean i forget how many title defenses he has at this point he is an absolute beast so you he know, is a beast. Yeah, and while I get, while I love Usman as a, I, uh, uh, well, I do love Usman as a fighter, but while I do love Masvidal as a fighter, I think mm-hmm. he is just an animal out there. I think that you know he can get super scrappy. He when he can when he has a when he has a kill punch, he's gonna go for it and he's gonna he's yeah. gonna go for the kill. Masvidal, he, he's interesting because he is one of the couple of guys that started out fighting you know bare knuckle in backyards. <laughs> yeah. So I forget who. There's a, there's a story that he told that he was. And you know, uh, backyard bare knuckle match. Yeah. And there's another UFC fighter who started the same way. Israel? No, no, no. It's someone else that he that was at the same match with him, right? Wow. So mm-hmm. and he was, you know, he was, you know, he was proceeded to fight him in the backyard match. <laughs> and previously, he watched that guy knock out. Uh, his opponent <laughs> so and then he came into the UFC and they had a match together as well and oh, Masvidal absolutely destroyed him that's crazy so, uh, Masvidal has definitely um no so that's why I'm definitely excited year. to see yeah. it I mean so, yeah. you know I know I know Usman did get did get the advantage from him last time but you know but I mean it's been a while since we've actually seen Jorge Masvidal I don't think yeah. he's fought, I don't think he's fought this entire pandemic I don't think so either. so you know it's gonna be exciting to get him back in, to get him back in the octagon right. I cannot wait to see you know I'm, I mean, I'm a little nervous. Is, you know, is is he gonna have to shake off some rust? Is there kind of those yeah. kind of things? I mean, it's been a while like since he's done this, so that's definitely gonna be a, a huge question that we have to answer. I mean, uh, I mean, I know like you know when you were kind of in between wrestling seasons, like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, you know what what kind of uh, readjustments did you have to make when you kind of got back into it? So my wrestling uh, seasons were in the winter. Like, okay, yeah. Um, so like kind of like during your off season like yeah. you know obviously so, having to get back into it like you're not going to be like as fresh as you were during the season like how long do you how long does it take you to did it like at least take you to get back into it where where you could go where you could go in your mind all right I'm back all the way that that's a it's a very interesting question um I was unlike a lot of wrestlers um mm-hmm. you know a lot of wrestlers did sports like football and stuff and lacrosse when it wasn't you know wrestling season you know those are great sports to keep you in shape for wrestling but um i actually rode on in the spring and the fall Mm -hmm. so you know those are it's a huge endurance sport you know constant cardio constant weights you know over long i mean you're gonna be shredded from that (laughs) so i was i was ready to go the second the season started my seasons would actually overlap wow (laughs) there would be uh, a couple of weeks at the beginning and end of you know the wrestling season where you know I was running from one practice to another literally 
five minutes apart from each other. Thank God that they were, you know, down the road from each other. But, uh, <laughs> so I never, I was always ready to get back. Um, wrestling was always on my mind. It still is. I mean, I'm trying to get this wrestling club started up here. Let's you know, go. <laughs> it's been a bit of a challenge um, for some reason the school, you know, they don't. Well, especially uh, during right now, it's going to be tough yeah. for, I mean, you know, it's tough enough for like for, for spacious sports like baseball to get going, let alone a sport where yeah. you're literally grappling with someone. I mean, I tried starting it freshman year uh, yeah. last year. and It takes a lot. I don't know. I've heard that they've been better with um, helping make more, you know, sport uh, club sports, but um, it's tough. <laughs> it's definitely it's, tough. I had the numbers, you know, I had all the paperwork done, I had staffing I needed and I don't know why but like I'm I, if it can go through I'm excited to see what the school can do that'd be amazing you know believe it or not you don't hear about it a lot but we actually have a lot of kids on campus who did wrestle that's crazy in high school I mean I know some of the some of the football players did too um, <laughs> some really big football players that we had did too <laughs> so it'd be super cool to see them on uh, on the mat, you know, will it happen? Because you know they they have to stay um, healthy and you know um, prevent from injuries for their season. I don't know, but if we can just get something going, even where we can, you know, kids who have no experience come on and we'll teach them. Yeah, show them the ropes, and you know, down the line, if you're if you feel you're confident to, we'll sign up for some tournaments and see where we can go from there. And, if we can grow the, a club sport into an NCAA team, I think that'd be absolutely insane. Absolutely, man. Uh, I talked with Nick, the recreation dire- director, about this a few times, and that was his vision for it. You know, starting it off as a club sport, and if we can get it to grow into an NCAA team, I mean, I'd be super stoked for the team, uh, for the school, and for the team. I mean, we had a team at one point. It was like in the 1950s, <laughs> uh, and I don't think they were very good. Yeah, but no. um, but yeah, if we uh, can get a good team going with good staffing, I think, I think it's something to look out for. Absolutely, honestly. man. I, I I wish you the best of luck. Thank and you. before we do end up going down to the wire tonight, uh, I I mentioned it. Uh, there we did want to talk about Ben Askren, and the reason for that, you know, you know, obviously we're kind of running against the clock a little bit here, but I think we'll I think we'll manage just fine. Uh, but you know we, uh, you know, in terms of pop culture, this is also some boxing mm-hmm. news. I know this is uh, not necessarily UFC. But, you know, you've obviously heard now that yeah. Ben Askren is going to be fighting a uh, YouTube celebrity, Jake Paul, right? Yes, yes, I <laughs> Yeah, have. so, you know, you know, obviously it, some people are kind of favoring Paul in this fight because, really? yeah, well, they see Askren and they, you know, and it's not because, I mean, I mean, I, I would maybe say because it's because the, the, of the Masvidal knee to the face, but not really. Uh, I, like, obviously that was brutal, so I'm not, I'm not saying it's that. But a lot of people are saying that, you know, Paul, like that Jake in a sense has – he has kind of been actually training as a boxer for the past three years. Whereas, if you actually kind of look at Ben Askren's kind of like stand-up game, there's not really too much there. It's a lot of just hands up, and he really just tries to get you to the ground. So I think that's where a lot of people are coming in. Where do you kind of stand with the whole thing with him? Do you think? How do you think he'll be? I think Ben's gonna knock out Jake. Really? A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was against Logan, um, I would say Logan can give a good fight, you know? Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the Paul uh, I'm, I'm, but um, By no means am I either, but, you know, I but I mean, ever since he knocked out Nate Robinson in a yeah. ring in the Tyson fight, uh, and that took over the internet, uh, yeah. You know, those kids, they're both, you know, they're online oh, influencers, yeah. you know? Um, 
I think it's cool that they're getting into, you know, the boxing. I think that's, you know, it's really cool. Yeah. And, you know, they have the money and um, the time to do it. So, yeah, and if they, they do and if they, it? And if yeah, they take it seriously, then then that's great. I, I It's like you, you don't want them to, t- to do it as a joke. Like, you want right. them to take it seriously. Right. And, you know, Jake is – he grew up on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So he's putting up, like, you know, this uh, persona and – I think he's getting himself a little bit too cocky. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to get knocked out. Really? Honestly, I don't think I think it's going to be a very one-sided fight. Really? Um, yeah. I it's mean, coming up. It's coming up this month, so it's going to be pretty exciting to see. Uh, did you see the? Uh, I did see. Are you talking about like the like the presser, like yeah, the fight presser? I yeah, saw that. Or, uh, he Jake, punched him. Jake punched him. Ben didn't even flinch. Yeah, that, that's where that's where I kind of do wonder. Like, like I think the big thing right now. I'm not worried about Ben having to take a punch. That's not what I'm worried about because he did that for a living in the UFC. Like, yeah. that's literally what he did. So I don't think that's that's not an issue for him. For him. And he also had great success in Bellator as well. Yep. So I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. I think the big thing a lot of people are going to wonder is, are, is does he have the hands? That's 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 what it's going to pe- depend on because he can probably take a bunch of hits. Right. But if he, but you know, he's just got to have the hands to go for the punch. That's all that. That's all that it, I think it matters right now. I mean, if this was a fight against Ben against another UFC fighter, um, I would probably favor another UFC fighter. Yeah. But the fact that this is against uh, Jake Paul, he <laughs> has pretty much no experience. He's just some stupid kid who <laughs> thinks he's a boxer now. Um, I think Ben's gonna knock him out, honestly. Well, there we go. That's a hot, hot take. There we got uh we got St- we got Steve make <laughs> we got Steve over here making the making Listen, the takes. I'll put money down right now that Ben knocks him out. Okay. Or at least at least wins. I mean, if you're gonna knock him out, we can see. I mean, like I said, Jake has barely an experience. Well, mm-hmm. he's fought mo- he's fought celebrities this far. This yeah, is actually this will be the this will be the real test to see if he can actually deal with a fighter, not even a boxer, but just a regular fighter. I don't think he can. Yeah, I don't think he can. Ben literally has UFC experience where not only was he, you know, getting dominated um, with punches, but he's getting dominated on the ground and all uh, kicks and everything. He's going to be able to eat everything that Logan, uh, uh, Jake. Jake throws at him, you know? Yeah. So while Jake has pretty much no experience against any real fighters, he's going to get dominated. Mm-hmm. Ben's going to win. Yeah. Well, either whatever happens in it, you know, even if Ben dominates, I'm just excited to see it. It's gonna be one. It, like I know, like a bunch of us, we'll we'll be we'll probably be up in Deuce's suite, probably watching yeah, the fight. It's probably. it'll be a pay per pay per view fight. The thing I'm excited about it too is there probably there might be some uh, some awesome fights, you know, under it as well. Yeah. So there might be some cool fights like that too, uh, you know. But you know, I think it is officially time to say that we are down to the wire, which means that we're gonna go over everything we talked about in the past hour, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll let you guys get we'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. So obviously, we started off by having Steve on the show. Steve, it has been great to have you here been tonight. Awesome. You were it was an amazing it was amazing getting to talk to you both about you, you know your personal experience in fighting and also just the fighting that and also just the fights that happened over the weekend and the fights that are yeah. going to be happening coming up soon. It was really good to it was really good to get your experience. We talked about your experience as a wrestler and just in other fighting other fighting styles in general. We talked about like where you kind of we talked about you know like your appreciation for like the wrestling game and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of in terms of UFC, we broke down every we broke down two of the major fights from UFC 260, including Francis Ngannou uh, winning over Stipe Miocic and Sean O'Malley knocking out uh, Thomas Almeida. Uh, we talked about. We talked about you know the UFC 264 matchup between McGregor and Poirier. We talked about uh, you know who and Ganu should face next. Like should it be John Jones, Derek Lewis, a Stipe rematch? All that's on the table. 
we talked about uh, we talked about Usman versus Masvidal in mm-hmm. UFC 261 coming up this month, uh, and then we ended it, and then we ended things here talking about the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, there's definitely a lot of fights coming up, and you know, being you know getting into the fighting game and kind of becoming a fan of it, it's really something that I it's really something I've enjoyed doing, and having someone on the show who's being able to you know kind of you know break it down from from their perspective, having that experience, it's really good to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for but you know, to if you guys want to listen to us, we are uh, you know, if you want to listen down the wire, we're now on Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts. You know, still trying to work on Apple. That's something I got to figure out. Uh, but we're on a lot of platforms right now, so you can listen. So you can listen to the podcast. I'm planning on planning to try to have Tyler on Friday, so we can break down some of the other news uh, across the sports world, like the NBA trade deadlines and other things that we were not able to get to on this show. Uh, but you've been listening to WJMF 88.7 HD2 Smithville Providence, or you've been tuned in at WJMFradio.com. Uh, if you guys want to listen to us some more, uh, make sure you subscribe and subscribe in all those places. Uh, but from down to the wire, I'm Brian Costa. I'm Steve Mushroom. And we hope you guys have a great we hope you guys have a great night. Take care.